welcome back everybody to Real Talk. In this episode, we have Avery Hausman and Sophia Bender sitting down to talk to you about a little topic that seems to be kind of plaguing society right now. And I use plaguing in the sense that it is destroying any kind of hope that we have for, well, any kind of LGBTQ plus representation. And uh, that is heteronormativity. Now, if you're having trouble with the word or you don't know what it means, uh, you can break it down into hetero, which is, you know, the heterosexual, straight, you know, woman likes man, man likes woman, stuff like that. That's a straight, you know, person. And normativity, which is, you know, still a pretty hard word to say, but you just gotta kind of lean into it. But the normativity means that we are just completely disregarding everything else but hetero. And so that means that in all of our like media and news and pretty much everything that goes on in our lives, it is all straight based. We're going to be using straight a lot, so you're just going to have to get used to us using that term. It means heterosexual. Hopefully we've cleared that out of the way. Okay, so... There are some exceptions to the fact that we have heteronormativity, which I'd like to point out. Like, Love, Simon just came out, which is, like, it it oh. broke down all of those um, yeah. archetypes between, like, the classic love stories between a male and a female. And this was just awesome. And a lot of... It was really popular, too. Um... And it was really successful, and so that's kind of a huge, huge exception. Yeah. It is one of the first, like, mainstream movies about a gay person, even though it is a straight, not a straight, it is about a gay, white, you know, cisgendered guy, which for those of you who don't know, it's just cisgendered means, it means that you completely identify as the gender that you were assigned to at birth. That is not ex- uh, including transgender, agender, new choice, bigender, trigender, intergender, all of those other genders, gender fluid, gender flux, all the other ones. We're not going to get into that here. But Love, Simon was one of the first ones that was just kind of open about it, and you didn't really need that sort of, you know, big stigma, and, you know, you didn't have to go into the depths of you know, online to try and find this cute little movie about this guy that comes out to his family and to the school accidentally. And in the movie, he's outed by someone else, which is a very big no-no. That's like a huge insult to a person that identifies as LGBTQ+, which also, because we got a lot of terms going on here, LGBTQ+, stands for lesbian, uh, bisexual, transgender, and gay, queer, and plus is everything else. And trust me, there is a lot. So we have That Love, Simon. And if you want to, you know, go see the movie or you're kind of up and down about it, we do have a review out of Love, Simon. I believe Sageline Chawla yep. uh, wrote that story a little bit ago. So check that out because it's awesome. Uh, and see the movie because that's awesome. Uh, right. What I li- what I think is cool about Love Simon is it wasn't just like, oh, by the way, there's this one gay character in it. It was like, this is about, and they didn't try to hide it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really hidden at all and just kind of out in the open. 
you know, for just everyone to see, which was really cool. Now, one of the other, uh, like, mainstream media things, and you probably heard it if you spent, like, two minutes on the internet, Supernatural! It, we have taken over the internet, apparently, because you can find us everywhere. Yeah. Sadly, we are both fans, so we're going to be using a couple examples from them. But uh, the first uh, season aired in 2005, which, if you can believe it, was 13 years ago. And yes, yeah. I'm not lying, it's been on for 13 years. And not a documentary or something of that sort. But in the second season, in the part one of the season finale... Uh, you know, one of the main characters is transported to this new land, and we see him make uh, kind of friends or like acquaintances, a, acquaintances more like with um, Lily Baker, who is the first ever gay character to appear on Supernatural. Which is, I mean, it's a really big step because, I mean, that was like twelve years ago, right? Second season, that's kind of huge. Like even now, we're having problems with TV shows not integrating, and although Supernatural is a little bit weird on other things that I think they really did they really did a good job by um introducing that character and what's really really great about it is that they didn't make a big deal out of it they were just like she killed or this happened like yeah and that like showed that she was gay but they didn't it didn't revolve around her being gay one of uh like how she came out to the viewers of supernatural and her like backstory in that episode was that uh she you know got like possessed with these demon powers and she accidentally killed her girlfriend and the characters in the show just played it off so well because it was not a huge thing. It's they, right. They didn't start asking about when she knew she was gay. They didn't start asking about how her parents reacted to it. They didn't start asking any of those very inappropriate and personal questions that so many people do nowadays. And so many people think that that's perfectly okay to do to someone else who's just come out and that's an awkward situation. And Supernatural just did it so perfectly, where it was just a matter of fact. It was just, it just slipped right in there, didn't even matter. It was, it was perfect. That was, that was really great. There were two more instances that we just know off the top of our heads. I'm sure you can go through and find even more of other characters in Supernatural, such as the uh, two couples in uh, one of the uh, episodes, season five, episode nine, uh, they were on a little, you know, like hotel, and they were at a little supernatural convention because the fourth wall does not exist in that show. And so uh, they were just these two hunters that were hunting monsters, and they happened to be a couple, and that was great. And they were just, they yeah. were just there. I mean, there is there is a part um, when they come out at the end, at the very end of that episode, where Dean kind of gives them a weird look, and some people are like, oh, that just proves that Supernatural and, like, the creators and Dean himself is, like, really weird about that, but honestly, what I think is that he was weirded out that those two characters were pretending to be him and his brother, which was weird to him. These two people who are romantically involved with each other were pretending to be brothers. Yeah. And so... Uh, One last character that we're going to talk about, uh, Charlie. Uh, She was one of the main characters that you've seen a couple times throughout the show. And I promise that we won't keep talking about Supernatural. We have other things to talk about here. Um, 
but she's also a great example because uh, we just see her, you know, that progression and that's um, uh, that dynamic character of the main character, Dean, that Sophia referenced just now, uh, that he shifted from that kind of, you know, little weirded out by it to completely accepting when this character, Charlie, came out and she was just like, yeah, I have a girlfriend. I want a girlfriend. I'm attracted to girls. And it was just done. Yeah, well, I mean, it was kind of just like, she, when she told him, from what I understand is, and I haven't really gotten to this part yet, but from what I understand, Dean tells her to flirt with this one guy because they're on a case, and she's like, he's not my type, and that's how she ends up coming out to him, and Dean is just kind of like, oh, and then he helps her out and doesn't really say anything about it, and that's my favorite, is mm-hmm. when they just are kind of like, hey... I should probably tell you, and then the characters are like, oh, and then they go on with their lives and don't make a big deal out of it, Mm -hmm. because that's what should be happening. Yeah, and the biggest problem in, you know, a lot of other shows, see, here's the part that I was talking about, we do have other things to say, Uh, in a lot of other shows that, you know, like, have a gay character in them, you know, the coming out of that character is a huge deal, and, like, I get for when an LGBTQ plus person you know, comes out to someone, it's a very big deal for them. But as a viewer, you should just be seeing that character and they come out as casually or formally as they want and they just move on with their lives. Because that's not a huge lifestyle or groundbreaking event that needs to be just like idolized or didn't anything to really to make it anything out of the norm. Right. So... And also, I think if if um, TV shows are including gay characters and a storyline about them to teach people to be accepting, first of all, they're doing it wrong. They, like, you should not, I mean, that's not the way to go about teaching people how to be accepting. But um, if you're going to slide a gay character in there, you have to do it as subtly as possible. And I'm not saying don't call any attention to it whatsoever and basically hide the fact. I'm saying do do it how Supernatural did it with Charlie and with Lily Baker, where they just it mentioned it, the characters realized it, and that was the end of it. And their characters' personalities were not based purely on the fact that they were gay. Oh my gosh. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen a TV show where, like, I, you know, like this character and he's just moving along, character development, and then sometime... After I've already liked this character, they come out as gay or bi or whatever they identify as. Right. And every single scene afterwards where that character is portrayed in, they automatically assume the stereotypical gay role. And it's just completely out of character for the character because they're not being themselves. They're being the gay Right, that's and really you guys annoying. didn't see that, but I put very big air quotation marks around <laughs> the gay because it's needed because that is the stereotype that is just portrayed so often in media and it's just not necessary. And then the people that use those characters that are the stereotypical 
are just, they are thrown out in all sorts of things, whether it be newspapers, whether it be ads, like the Coca-Cola ad from the Supernatural, uh, not Supernatural. We, Super Bowl. We're done talking about that. The Super Bowl from 2018. <laughs> I know you want to keep talking about it. <laughs> there, was, there was an ad in there for Coca-Cola, and, you know, their whole shtick is, you know, yeah, we love everyone, be everyone, Coke is for everyone, you know, drink it all up, and we're not talking about the drugs. That's not for everyone. Uh, but so their you know whole ad was centered around we love everyone we accept everyone here have our drink and so they p- tried to portray a gay character in that ad but they had to use a stereotype for that character but you don't need a stereotype for that character just being and having people in there you're going to have a gay person in that ad. It does not need to be specifically stated. That's just calling out that you're, you know, awesome for diversity and you and your company are, you know, pro-LGBTQ+, which isn't needed. That's not winning you over any points. If you're, like, some person who has a business and you're trying to make an ad, listen to this. Because that will not do you any good. No one cares about that. We want to see accurate representation of the LGBTQ plus community. And not some stereotyped, you know, fill-in character that's just like, Hey, we support the gays. That's awesome. That's just fluff that no one needs nor cares about. Or, you know, what else bothers me is when characters hype up their movies more by saying, hey, by the way, we have a gay character in it. And then, Mm -hmm. like, I'll use Beauty and the Beast, for example. (sighs) (laughs) I have so much to say about that, but mostly it was, like, two seconds on screen of this one guy dancing with another guy, which is great. Mm Mm-hmm. But they we made way too much of a deal. They yeah. made a mountain out of a molehill with that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was great that they basically confirmed that. But, I mean, and he didn't alter his character, like, no, like knowing that mm-hmm. LeFoe was gay well, doesn't alter him at all because he was like that the entire movie. It was mm-hmm. the fact that they hyped up the fact, that scene so much, and it was, like, two seconds long. And that really bothers me. And sadly, right now, well, you, the gay community and the LGBTQ plus community is so starved for accurate representation that anytime we see the possibility of an LGBTQ plus com- character being portrayed on screen, we will have to check out and see what's going on there because we are so desperately waiting for some character and some director, and some movie to play it right. To finally get it right, yeah. Now, the examples of people that do get it right, and sadly, they aren't in movies, although the actors that we're going to mention are in movies, but they're not gay in the movies all the time. Uh, So one of the uh, big actors in Hollywood right now is Neil Patrick Harris. You may have seen him from a series of unfortunate events and... Uh, uh, like How a I million other movies that are out there. And he, in fact, is gay. He has come out as gay. That is stated. You can look it up if you want, if you don't believe me. But he is. He has a husband. Their Instagram page is amazing and really cute. <laughs> but 
he's not flamboyant about it and he's not you know going into that gay stereotype that so many people do because he's just him right I, one thing that i've heard especially when he first came out what i heard a lot was oh he really didn't seem like the type mm-hmm. the type and by the type air quotes they probably mean the flamboyant flamboyant character that tv shows like to show as being gay and like obsessed with fashion and just have a certain way of talking and acting and no neil patrick harris is not like that because you know what not all gays are like that some of them are sure Mm -hmm. but not all of them are yeah and then ellen is also a really good example because Mm -hmm. she uh i can't remember when she came out but it hasn't been any bit recent we've known that she's gay for a while and she is just kind of uh just kind of there and being like yeah i'm gay i have a wife that's cool but i have a show that's better and that is way better of a thing that needs to be talked about and so you know both of those characters just play this really easily and just well And so, uh, then another actor that we're going to talk about, because, of course, we have another actor, Bella Thorne. Yeah, that girl. And hopefully (laughs) most of this audience is high schoolers, otherwise we need to do our job better. But you probably have heard about her from Shake It Up, that, you know, really cringy TV show that we all grew up kind of watching. Wasn't that on Disney? That was on Disney. And then, like, that new movie Midnight Sun, mm-hmm. the really cheesy romance yeah. one. Well, and um, man, she's on she's on, she's on a, a bu- she's on that freeform TV show now too. Mm-hmm. She's on a bunch of stuff, and I mean, well, Bella Thorne is actually bisexual. Yeah, you can look that one up if you don't believe me too. But it's she came that. out a while ago. Yeah, she did come out a while ago. It was actually late 2017, I believe, on her Twitter page, Twitter or Instagram. I can't remember. But uh, she posted a picture that was, you know, this very intimate, you know, romantic setting between her and her girlfriend, which we now know is her girlfriend. But at the time, it was just this girl. And so many people online were just like, oh, my gosh, best friend goals. Yeah, they're, right. they're not best friends. Right. That, that's not a best friend relationship. They're clearly romantically involved. Right. It's that assuming when two people of the same gender are hanging out, they're just friends, Mm -hmm. is really, really awkward. And the opposite of that is also so annoying, is that when two people of the opposite gender are hanging out together and are just friends, everyone assumes that they either like each other or are dating or engaged or married or whatever, Mm -hmm. which isn't true and is especially... which. Oftentimes it's not true, especially when they're just friends. That makes the situation really awkward. Yeah. I have a bunch of guy friends, and I've been told that so many times. And I'm like, no, that's not. We're just friends. Thank you. It it just makes people uncomfortable, no matter who you're saying it to, whether it's a girl and a guy hanging out or two girls or two guys. Like, just, I don't know. It's their relationship. (laughs) Leave it to them. Wow, that's a crazy idea. Like, mind your own business. Wow, it's almost like we're going to come back to that after we go on this brief tangent of gays and heteronormativity throughout history. 
And so, uh, Sophia, do you want to start us off? Okay, well, one, one thing is back when the Greeks were around, there was this one place called Sparta. You've probably heard of it. and Yeah, from the This is Sparta meme. Yeah, yeah. that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so in that society, a lot of um, men grew up to be soldiers and were soldiers from a very young point in time. Now, if they were not killed in combat, obviously, at once they got to a certain age, they retired, air quotes, where they were where they would then get married and have children. Um, and they and they spent a so obviously because they were soldiers, they spent a lot of time with other males and they were pretty intimate there wasn't like any no homo thing going on it was they were a bunch of guys and they were all chilling and they were um in the army together and they found a lot of help between each other because they were growing up and doing all the same stuff so what the greeks did to help them transition once they came home and retired um they would have the women sometimes cross-dress so that the men would feel more comfortable coming home um, after being away and being a soldier for so long. Yeah. And it wasn't, I mean, that was normal. That was normal for them. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. And yeah, it, it, just, it was just that. To, to think that we, it's gotten worse since then <laughs> in some ways. It's, it's kind of sad, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Now, see, what I always thought was really interesting was, uh, I believe a couple of years ago, maybe rec more recently than that, uh, a bunch of, um, what are the words for it? Archaeologists. Uh, archaeologists, thank you. Uh, a bunch of archaeologists found a lot of uh, uh, skeletons from the uh, Vikings in that, you know, era, and they re-examined some of the uh, skeletons that had previously been labeled as male, and they actually were female. And that's Oops. because during the uh, time that the Vikings reigned, it was more appropriate, well, it was completely appropriate for men and women and anyone else to join into the army and you know, be a soldier and fight for what they believe in. And that was just completely normal. But because we took a step back from that happening and a bunch of archaeologists just decided that, yeah, this person was buried in, you know, with some armor and having a shield and sword, so they must be male. Now, right. see, why this applies to heteronormativity is because, well... People, it's just assuming that... It's assuming that there's a default of straight and cisgendered. Remember that term? You know, people, and that's just what everyone is, and anyone who differs from that is an oddball or just not normal or they're anything different. But we're all just really people. And that's where we get to that you do you statement that I love so much. It has become my personal motto over the past couple of years. You do you. And it is just plain as that as you can do whatever you want to do. I can do whatever I want to do. They can do whatever they want to do. 
she can do whatever she wants to do, he can do whatever he wants to do. Everyone can do whatever they want to do without judgments because it is not always your place to judge them. Right. So, I mean, that brings us right back around to those TV shows that we were talking about. The way that those characters handled um, being introduced to other gay characters, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. It's, you can't make a big deal out of it. You can't ask uncomfortable questions because it shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. That's the bottom line. People love who they love. People are who they are. And you can't really change that. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That, well, heteronormativity is a big problem. It needs to stop being a big problem. Please take our suggestions if you are in media of any sort. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, This is Avery Hausman and Sophia Bender signing off. See you next time.